if you love him if you love him if you love him take that clap and take that praise and direct it to the throne of God come on with all your heart bless his name thank you father thank you father thank you Lord for bringing about every divine reversal in your heart that you desire to manifest in this house I thank you thank you for empowering the people thank you for showing them father their place before your throne thank you Lord that now it begins Lord we mark the day today October 3rd October 2nd is it the 2nd? I'm living in the future amen I'm already I'm already thinking about tomorrow amen I think we we'll just let today be today amen if you are looking for God to do something today raise your hands to the toward the Lord thank you give us ears to hear Lord would you give us a heart that we would step into obedience and faith and thereby bring about your desire for your kingdom right now in this place in Jesus name amen come on turn hug your neighbor you don't do that enough you 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 we forget how much we need each other began a tradition years ago that we would celebrate the Lord's table at least once a month. In the early church when they gathered together it was a part of every service. It was, a, it was actually the center of, of worship in the early church. I'm talking about in the first couple of 300 years after Christ. Um, the, the worship was centered around the table. Very interesting. And, uh, and tradition and time passed and, and uh, we haven't practiced it in the same way. There was a season when we, uh, we didn't do this very much at all. And the Lord began to speak to me and said, you've got to bring back the table because therein at the table is a demonstration of my covenant and my promise with the people. And if you're going to lay hold of all that God has desired and prepared for you, then you want to be a part of what we call the table of the Lord. Some of you, depending on your, your uh, religious tradition, the Eucharist, the, the blessed table. W why the table? Because the table represents what Christ has done for you and I. Amen. But I want to superimpose this upon what God has been speaking to us concerning divine reversals. And as some of you know, I think some of you actually went home and read the story of Esther. Raise your hand if you actually went back and started reading the story of Esther. I've got, it's like about a, a good strong third of you it's amazing. Those of you that have not done that yet, you might want to do that. I think you'll see things right now for this hour, for you, for us right now, that apply. And a, a divine reversal, my, my, my wife was speaking to one of our former members who now is pastoring in, in another part of Georgia. And uh, she was describing what's going on in her family and my wife said, sounds like you're having a divine reversal. She said, what is a divine reversal? <laughs> she said, it's when God takes a situation that's, that's horrible, that's terrible, that's evil, and does a 180 degree turn and turns it around for good. How many of you, God has been doing something like that in your life? Just raise your hand. If God's been working, he has or he's working right now. It's turning and you know it's turning. Come on, just clap your hands and give him praise right now. When God does this, you know it. It's no, no, there's no doubt about it. 
It's not an accident, not a circumstance. It's, it's an on-purpose happening that God arranges when he moves on our behalf. I called this table one month ago when we first began this series, the table of divine reversals. Sitting here this morning, if you're thinking about this, can you locate in your heart, in your mind, that thing that you need God to turn? What is that thing in your life? Is it your family? Your children? Your marriage? Is it your health? Is it your employment? Is it your empty bank account? What is it that you need God to turn around? This is a season where God is bringing about in the lives of his people and even in the lives of our nation a divine turnaround. You don't want to miss this season right now because you know like the story that is told at the pool of Salaam and when the, 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 the tradition was when the water was troubled if you could jump in the water you'd be healed Jesus came was standing by the pool of Siloam and, and there was a man there who just was crippled and, and he, he said well you know by the time the water stops moving I, I can't get in the water he was saying when, when God moves I can't do what I need to do to get to take advantage of it. You don't want to be that way in this season right now. You want to be able to jump right into what the Lord is doing so that as he moves in your life, and how many of you enjoyed the play? How many of you enjoyed the production of favor from the king? I hope you did because we're bringing it back in, in, at the end of October full production. And I want you to get ready for it. Amen. Come on, clap your hands. Amen. This is going to be amazing. So many things we didn't say, but we will, but, but we will say at that time. Give me, it's the 30th uh, October. Make, it, make a note in your, in your, um, in your calendar. It's, it's going to be October 30th. We're going to bring forth this production. So you want to tap all of your friends. It's going to, yeah, amen. It's going to absolutely be powerful. I'm also wondering how many of you last Sunday you came and you responded to the word and, 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 and your brothers and sisters prayed for you. Is that right? They prayed for you. Would you, would you help me? Because, you know, say it again, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were two things. Some of you came for various sundry things. And then the very serious, at the very end, as the Lord spoke through my wife, courage for the confrontation. How many of you, you had that confrontation and God showed up and, and, and turned things around? I need you to, yeah, stand up on your feet. I want to see who you are. God actually did it. Stand up if you had that Lord, God bless your heart. It's, I got two, I got three, I got four. Keep standing for just a moment. I got five, I got six. Any others? How many of you, you know he's in the process of turning it? Raise your hand. Come on, give God praise. Just give him praise and thanks. I want you to look, look in your Bibles. I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. It's an amazing verse concerning this issue. Hebrews chapter 4. And by the way, book of Hebrews is certainly a, a book that deals with the whole process of intercession of God standing for us in between us and destruction. The priest who prayed and represented the people before God. Intercession is part of what God is calling you and I to the church to right now. It says this, 
Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. Let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. It's the throne of grace. The word grace has the same root of the word favor. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a throne of where you find the favor, the grace of God. We defined grace for you several months ago. Grace is, is becoming, it's, it's, it's the empowering presence of God, enabling me to become everything he wants me to be and to do, accomplish everything he's called me to accomplish. Grace and favor work together. But favor in the scripture is when God is working over you. God draws people because of what he puts over you. He draws people to you. They become kindly intentioned toward you. They want to be around you and they want to help you. And the reason why God does that is so that the, that the task he has given you to do and perform, you may do it. We see this in the life of Esther. Though she was common, grew up little Jewish girl in the midst of a nation that wasn't her own. We see God taking her face and her form and doing something beyond that, putting favor over her. Today, you know, and I know that many folks got a pretty face and a pretty body, but when they open their mouths, darkness comes. Not so with Esther. She was beautiful inside and out. And her inside beauty actually outshone her outside beauty. Her inside beauty would make you look far beyond her booty. Yes, amen. Which is, by the way, I told y'all three weeks ago, I told y'all three weeks ago, if you, want to, if you want to attract somebody, don't use your behind, use your heart. And all the ladies said, amen. And guys, if you're looking for somebody, that's not the first place you should look. Tell your neighbor, don't look there first. Don't look there first. Today, looks are perceived. They are deceiving. I'm sorry, we're talking about this subject. What are we talking about this subject? And they got pads. You know, they got these pads. That they, <laughs> yeah, they got these pads they put on, and they got, they got ways of transferring. No, 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 don't look there. Look here. Look here. Look here. Look here. I, I tell guys, if you want to know what she's like, look into her eyes. Her eyes are the window of her soul. And, 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 and what light comes from her eyes uh, when she's talking, it will tell you whether she's the real deal or not. Amen. That's why I, I remember that song when we were growing up. If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, got to make an ugly woman your wife. Now, from my personal point of view, find another girl to marry you. Yeah, I'm sorry y'all forget that. You remember, are you singing it with me? You remember, you remember this song? Yes, amen. And it's, oh, serious OGs right here. Serious OGs. Deb, look up, the, look up the group so I can tell them so they can go listen and believe that this is actually a song. It was a hit song Esther was like that when you saw her you were stunned you're stunned with her presence everybody knows you carry a presence by the time the beauty contest is over you know she is now in the last runner she in the in the runner up the king in he the king examines all of his all of the contestants. He's doing this because his previous wife shamed him in the face of all his leaders. She started playing that game that's being played today. I got a person, I ain't got to come.
Sadly, the king received the instruction from his magistrate who said, well, you know, we got to do something about Vashti because, you know, hey, if your wife don't come when you call, guess what my wife going to do? She ain't going to come when I call. We have a, we have a marriage crisis throughout the whole, <laughs> throughout the whole providence. What are we going to do, king? One of his close advisors, king, I suggest that you no longer allow Vashti to come into the king's presence, but you would find a woman worthy, more worthy than she. So brothers, if you are a son of the king, the only woman who's worthy to be your wife is the worthy who will, is a woman who will honor you. And you know the story that, you, that those of you have read. She responded. Esther responded and Vashti was out of the picture. In fact, you don't see or hear her name now another time. Wow. But Esther with her, her beauty and her grace, with the favor of God on her, becomes the bride the king's wife becomes the queen. And in that, her uncle said, Mordecai, which many of you are playing this role right now, you have somebody's ear that you are mentoring. They, they trust what you say. And so when you give them information, they take it, they receive it, they do it. And the reason why you're Mordecai right now to some people, because the time is coming when the role they play will save many. And they will be successful because you told them right. Mordecai did not back off when Esther said, I can't go into the king. It's, it's not my, I've been, I got 30 days before I'll ever even get to see him again. And if I walk in there, I'm dead. Protocol will kill me. Mordecai said, hey, Esther, don't get, don't get this. You, you, you need to get this straight. The reason why you're there right now is for this time. And if you don't do it, you're still going to lose. Some of you are in that position right now. You're having to stand up for righteousness. You're having to speak out for the truth. You are a believer. You are born again. You are filled with the Spirit. You do belong to God. You are a part of the ecclesia church you are a, a part of the citizens of heaven but you're on the earth and now you're in a position where your influence is being called upon for righteousness sake so the kingdom can manifest there where you are and in order for that to happen you got to step up you got to risk she said to Mordecai okay I get it fast you fast for me three days I'll fast three days, and at the end of those three days, no matter what happens, I'm going into the king, and I'm going to plead for my people. I've said this six or seven times since this series. This is the season right now. The church is Esther. Wherever you are working, by the way, wherever you work, the church is. For your occupation is the location of your vocation. Your vocation is the kingdom of God. And wherever you are stationed, wherever you have influence, whether it's in your community, whether it's in your, my God, in your own home, in your own household, and sorry to say, some of you need to stand up for the truth in your own household. He said, well, if I say something, boy, it's going to be hell in my home. If you don't say something, hell's going to rule your home. Some of you say, well, I, I, well, I don't want to be fired. Excuse me. Ask your neighbor, how'd you get that job in the first place? <laughs> Ask your neighbor, if God is the supplier of your life, do you not understand that if they fire you, he already got something prepared for you? Because when you represent him and do what is right, I promise you, he will take care of you. 
So Mordecai says to her, you got to go in. you got to go in. Even if it means your life, you got to go in. This, we've all come to this place. Some of you, I was listening to your conversation in the, in the foyer. We're talking about some of the events that have uh, transpired and taken place in our school systems, in our state government. Things that have happened that the church can have the deciding the, the deciding vote or the deciding say so. But we have not been willing to say so because if you speak up for the truth, those who are around you hate the truth will now begin to hate you. I just want you to remember that those in the court of Esther, you know, in her court, those who were personally around her, they loved her. But don't forget that in the narrative that God gives, the haters were already in the court. In your job, the haters are already there. In your home, unfortunately, some of, some of that spirit is already in your home. But you carry what is right. You know what is good. In her case, she had concealed her identity. Forgive me for rehearsing the story again. I do feel like some of you need to take your place and identify with her character. God had, God had put her in that position and Mordecai said, don't tell them who you really are. I need you to, I need you to dress the dress. I need to let them pack that face with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> let them let them let them put that dress on you that that lord have mercy you know what i'm talking about you conceal what it really is until the right time that time came and mordecai said to her look it's no longer you can't conceal us anymore because not just you it's all of us so you know what she does she's fast you should read the uh, original account. I think I told you this last week. I'm not. I think I did. Uh, the original account. Uh, the original account uh, in the, in the Septuagint gives description of what she did when she fasted. She took off all of her royal robes. She put on these like grungies. She, she, she was head on the grunge. You know. What you know what I'm talking about? You know when uh, you know this, that, that gown has got six holes and. Uh, you know, and, 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 and you know, you know what I'm talking about. Them shoes that blowed out. I mean, she she put on that. You know, yeah, yeah. She she and, and worse than that. And then she says she takes ashes and throws them on her head and smears dung on her. The original account was really quite, quite, quite. Oh my God! And she says to God, she said, God, I loathe everything. Every spirit that, I've, that I'm having to represent, I loathe. This is, when compared to my love for you, there is no match. You are the God of heaven. And, and, and then she goes on in her intercession and she says, the reason why we're in this situation right now, because our people disobeyed and we, we, we did everything opposite that you told us to do. And now here we are. And she said, Lord, we repent from what we have done. Lord, and then she goes on and prays for her success before the king. And, she, and three days have passed, and she, she does, yeah, some of you are having to stand in that position. You're having to push away the plate. You're having to get serious with God about something that needs to change. It could be that the only reason why it has not changed because you have not put yourself in that position yet. God knows you're serious when you push that. You know, you know, he knows you're serious when you push that plate away. Look at your neighbor. You know when you push that chicken away. You know when you push that chicken away. It's like, oh my God, he, he ain't playing. He ain't a playing. You start pushing them, you start pushing them carbs away. Yeah, I ain't eating no sweets. I ain't, I, I ain't even, I'm not eating those potatoes. And by the way, when you decide to do so, somebody gonna come bring you a whole pot of the, the day you decide that you're going to fast, here come the Popeye's fried chicken. Nothing but drumsticks and wings. You know, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. But 
But we have come to a place, and you probably, I'm talking to you because I know, you, you come to a place where you, you realize if this thing don't turn, we are done. And you're gonna, you need results. Mordecai, he's already, he's already fasting. He was fasting when, when he, he, he told her what she needed to do. She caught it. She understood, okay, I'm going in for three days. By the way, I don't have the time to talk about, I'll, I should do it later. The significance of fasting three days is really serious in the scripture. If you follow that through in the scripture, you'll see that three days of fasting moves heaven. God, he sees. He knows you know you mean business. And by the way, when you fast for three days, something happens in your faith. Ooh, Lord, I love you more than my necessary meat. I'm talking this way because saints, you personally, I'm talking to you personally, I'm talking to us as a congregation, the time has come for us to get serious about what needs to turn around. Now here's a kicker. What if God has decided it ain't turning until you take your place? For some of you personally, it hasn't turned because you have not given yourself and said, Lord, I, I, I tried to hit it last week a little bit. You have not repented from the stuff. We were talking this morning. All you have to do is spend all you, look, two minutes in the presence of God and you know right now what you need to repent from. Have I got a witness up in here? Every time you go to God, the first thing happens to you that comes up is the stuff he's not pleased with. Because when you come before God, he's not watching your eyes nor your mouth. He's looking at your heart. Could it be in the 2nd of October that God will be calling you and I back to this place where we got serious about what we have the sin that we have allowed things to happen. It's amazing when God shows you the reason why it's going in the direction it's going because we went along in a direction we shouldn't have gone. We let it, we let it too long. Whether it's a parent who let, them, who let them get by and get by and get by and get by and you wouldn't say nothing until now they're looking at you like I wish you would touch me. You're in a marriage, you're in a marriage that, you know, you, it's that unspoken mess that you don't talk about. You say, I'm scared to talk about it. She might leave. Maybe you need to talk because, you know, if you don't, she's going to leave later on. She, sooner or later, she's going to leave. In order for you to get the turnaround, let's follow the pattern. Get before God. Get serious with the Lord. And by the way, when you decide to fast, don't be looking like you're fasting. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh Jesus. No, no. If you're going to fast, for God's sake, do, do what the scriptures say. Wash your face. Put that makeup on, you know. Put you some clothes on. Get some good smelling clothes. Hello, somebody. Walk out like you don't, like if you, nobody knows, but you and God knows. And you know what he said. When you do this in secret, I'm going to make your reward open before everybody. Yeah, I believe it. Okay, so I gotta go. So he, this is it. She, she's, she gets up from her intercessory. By the way, intercession is not prayer, but prayer can be intercession. Intercession is when you come between. Remember I was telling you all that a few weeks ago? Was it for you to come between? Uh, then I had, I had my, bro, my, my man here. My man, I love this guy. This is my son. <laughs> you know, you know, anyway, anyway, you know, where my other son? Oh, he back there. Can I borrow you for a minute? Is it okay? Because I, I know how strong you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, so intercession is when two people, they don't like each other. They are at odds with each other. <laughs> they, 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 they're having a problem with each other. You understand what I'm saying? By the way. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know yeah, I, I, I'm so grateful to be in a family where the, the, uh, the, my kids love each other. I love, I love that. Anyway, I'll kill them if they don't anyway. Anyway, so, 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 
So they have a problem, and, and, and an intercessor is a person who actually gets between. Hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. The intercessor has authority. When you come between, you come between their argument. I, I, I love, I love Ephesians when he talks about, and also in Galatians, he, says, I, I, he talked about the Jews and the Gentiles. You know, the Jews, can I put it this way, the white folks and the black folks. He comes between and he removes, he removes the enmity between them. So they're trying to get at each other and the, the innocent stands between them. It's kind of hard to get past that elbow, by the way. No matter how strong they are. And they're trying to get at each other and he holds it. He says, no. And, and, and the intercessor actually is carrying the, the, the authority and the influence. And the two that are against each other, they, start, they get scared of what the intercessor holds. So they think twice about, have you ever, parent, have you ever gotten between your kids fighting? And your wrath on their behind is greater than their anger at each other. Ain't nobody talking to me right now. And, 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 and then not only does he get between them and, and he removes the enmity, the, the hatred, he takes that out of the way. So now the two who were separated become one. I'm, I'm sorry that you have not received this as your ministry, but part of your God-given kingdom ministry is intercession. And in this case, if this represents the Lord and this person is a sinner and here you are, what you're coming, your, your purpose is to come to take the sinner and, and, and he's, he's had his back toward God. He hates God, but because of your life and because of your prayer, he t the sinner turns and, and, and he's taken and saying, look, all that stuff you thought was, he was against you, it ain't against you no more. I'm telling you, he loves you. And, and he, he, you bring the sinner, the unrepentant, now back in the good favor of God Almighty. You are the intercessor. The negative situation that exists that's against God, God has the power to do anything. But I'm sorry, he ain't going to do everything. He has left this to you and me. And so when those two are back together again, I, by the way, some of you, you, had, you have forgotten the joy that will come on you as a reward for having tied back that person to the Father. You've forgotten how it pleases God. You've forgotten about what he said. If you do this, you can ask me whatever you want and I will do it for you. You play that role. You stand for what is right. You speak what is true. Look, refuse the money if you know the money's tainted. Refuse the position if you know they're asking you to do something that internally you cannot do and please God at the same time. Tap in Don't be a sellout. Tap in Don't be a sellout. She went in, she, she was going, by the way, when she went in to the king, she went in not as Esther, she went in as the nation. Are you breathing? Yes, sir. When she put, she, by the way, she cleans herself up, she puts on all her royal robes and shows up. And no matter what the guards say, she walks, she, she takes her pretty behind right up in there and struts right down into his presence. And that's not enough. But she knows they might, I'm, this might be it, but I'm going. Tap your neighbor and say, some of y'all need that kind of courage. It might be it, but I'm going. So when you, consider, when, you consider, when you consider the opposite, you realize, no, I'm going. I'd rather go into what's not, I'd rather walk into danger, walk into negative. I'd rather do that than fail God. and be safe. Man, who, can, who can be safe if you're not on God's side? Thank you, sir. You, you guys are awesome. We're going, we're going on vacation together. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah.
she comes before the king, and the king who loves her, I can imagine him getting on the edge of his throne. What is she doing? She knows better than this. She's educated. I know because I tested her. I know she knows. I know she knows. What's she doing? And, and, and can you imagine hate the haters? Haman? He said, he's he looking at her like, he probably the first one. This is my conjecture. Kill her! Kill her, bud! Kill her! <laughs> you know, haters, when they hate you, they're just out of control. <laughs> he's so bad, he don't know what to do. And all of a sudden, the king jumped up and said, he said, wait, hold! She comes up and bows down before the king. She does what some of us have got to learn to do again. We have to learn how to honor those who are over us. If you have favor on you, what will, what will magnify the favor is when you give the honor to whom honor is due. And some of us are so busy listening to the rhetoric of our time and the rhetoric of our culture that we, we don't have, we've forgotten about honor. Some of you, that's the only thing you're missing. You have not given honor to the one or to the ones to whom honor is due. She honored him. She bowed before him. And he extended his scepter, which means, what, what, what is it? What can I do? And you should read his words. Up to half the kingdom, I'll give it to you. What do you want? And she said, okay, now we can go home. Now she says, she says, King, I come, I present you my life and the life of my people. I said she came there as the nation. Your nation? Who? Because you know, King never found out. He never found out where she's from. He didn't know. He said, Who, who are your people? Who? The, who? <laughs> What did you say? Who you with? Yeah. Who them? She said, and, and, and she reveals that she is a Jew. Now you can imagine him, if he had any stuff in him that was against Jews, he done messed up. Y'all understand what I'm trying to say? And some of you ain't consistent to understand what God is trying to do with us as a nation. And, and, and she, he, he's figuring out, oh my God, I'm married to you. But his heart said, but I love that woman. Y'all ain't hearing me today. Y'all not hearing me today. Some of you, some of you guys put you in a situation where God is causing you to be to mix in cultures that are not your own. It is to our fault that we have seen his church anything less than multicultural. Because we're so black. Tap your neighbor and say, oh, help us, Jesus. Help us, help us, Jesus. We're so black. And we forget that his kingdom is not. And if we're going to represent his kingdom, maybe we shouldn't try to represent black so much. I'm trying to give you all a promotion. If you, if you take this promotion, God will give you your rightful place regardless of the tone of your skin. God will put you where you're supposed to be. Are you hearing what I'm trying to say? When the time comes for you to speak up, you need to speak up. She said, for my people. And then, I, 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 you know the story. I got to hurry up because I only got three minutes. Check it out. Check it out. What, what would you like, Esther? I said, well, King, read the story. She said, I just need to have dinner with you. <laughs> what? Yet, dinner? I can imagine him going, uh, okay, you prepare it, we'll come. And she said, and by the way, bring hate, sorry to say, bring my hater, bring Haman. <laughs> bring my, bring with you, bring with Haman with you. Lord have mercy, y'all know what happened. They, 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 they're at the, that's, that was the pre-meal, right? And then the real meal took place, and here they are, three sitting together, and, 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 and she said, King, and he asked her again, Esther, what is your request? I mean, we're having dinner, but what is it that you want? I'm pleading for my life and for the life of my people, for one who has fooled you into writing a decree 
fooled you into writing a decree that will cause the death of my people and the death of me if I reveal who I am. I could see King getting up. Who do it? Who did this? I could see Haman. Some of y'all got some haters. Are y'all there? By the way, even in your own house, them haters in your own house, when the truth come, oh, they be running like rats. They be running like roaches. Um, some of y'all don't know what roaches are. But, but, but you, they, pe people who are not right, they can't stand the truth. People who are not, don't have a good motive, when the truth comes, they, they, they don't know what to do. Which is why some of you have got to stand up and say what you need to say. I love you. I'm not calling you by your pronoun. You want me to, to slaughter the queen's English to please yo? Pli, to pli. <laughs> Don't say it. Really? And she said, Haman. He said, what? King looks at Haman. He's been honoring Haman. He already honored Haman. He already put him in high position. One of his closest counsel. So all along, the king is agreeing with the devil's plot. And here she is pleading, and Haman's like, oh. and the king is so, can you imagine him being so conflicted? He jumps up out of his seat, and he walks away, and Haman, Haman is figuring out, oh no. <laughs> he was like, he was like Wiley Coyote. <laughs> It came to the end of the, I'm sorry, y'all didn't watch Road Wonder, but he chased it, he comes to the, and he, he runs off the cliff, you know, he goes, uh-oh, and, and Haman is so, he is so disturbed, I wish I could get somebody to demonstrate this for me, um, uh, hey Marlon, come help me with this, he, he's a great actor, help, help me this, so, so. So, so I, I, just get in character for a minute, you know. And you, we, Haman them found out, and he been found out. Because up to now, he's working in secret. It's like some of them folk around you, they've been causing problems in secret. Don't nobody really know. Even in your own house, what could happen? Somebody just sowing discord. You know, now the truth has come out. And, and the king walks out, and Haman figures out, oh, my God. And so queen was sitting right there. So he down scrapping, trying to hold on to the queen. You know, please. <laughs> The king come again. Hey, 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 hey. What you doing? What you doing? Can you understand the, the picture? Oh, oh, you're going to show me that disrespect? You're going to mess with my queen? You're going to try to assault my queen right here in my prison? Oh, no. You got them too big. We're going to take care of you right now. <laughs> and, they, and the king said, the king said, give me a hand. Well, he's good. So I like it. He's good. He's good. The king, the king took folk and said, take, and somebody spoke up. By the way, the least people that you think will speak up for you, they've been silent, but they'll speak up when you speak up. They're just waiting for somebody to represent the truth. And they, man, they, he, they, they said, they said, oh, 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 king, you know him, Haman, he built them gallows out there to hang Mordecai. King said, great idea. Take him out there and hang him on them gallows. And what I'm trying to tell you is if you will obey God and if you'll be that intercession in the situation that he wants, he got you. It's about what is right. Now listen to me because this is as important as anything I could tell you this morning. Haman is dead. But the king's decrees are still alive. And this is what we find ourselves as the church. Just because a perpetrator gets taken care of doesn't mean the things that are legal are taken care of. There's stuff going on in your family, in your lives, that are, are just simple hangovers from generations. That, that the decrees that have been signed against you, against your bloodline, against your kids, against, against your prosperity against your effectiveness. 
They're operating right now, not, not because the person who started it is alive, they probably dead. But that decree or that, that, that curse or that thing is still there, still going on. And you ain't gonna get rid of it until you go all the way and do everything God shows you to do. The king himself knew that he could not take back what he said. There was so much honor in his kingdom until every word out of his mouth was law and anybody who didn't line up to it were dead. That's why you couldn't just walk up in the court because it was a protocol that established by law you only come when he says. For you to come outside of that is breaking out of his mouth. So love, which is so, so amazing to me, love supersedes law. Help me, Jesus. Love overrides law. That's why you got to speak the truth. Okay, we're going to come to this table in a minute because this, celebrating this, is covenant with God. It says, we believe you, God, that even though the curse, even though the curse is operating out there, we have the power to reverse that curse. Some of you need to be doing this because that mess going on in your household right now is generational. Them same demons hanging around your house, hanging around your family. Y'all hearing what I'm saying to you? As a nation, we're dealing with it right now. The cursed things that were released in, our, in the disobedience. If, if your forefathers, if three or four generations back in your lineage, in your culture, if they were alive today, they would be crying because of the way we live and the way we treat each other and the way we get out of marriage. I don't have the time. I won't do it. To give you the stats, the marriage stats, the family stats that differentiate from the 40s and the 50s to right now. We're dealing with it right now. We got a whole generation that don't even want to be married. They want sex, but they don't want to be married. In fact, they're scared of it. They hate it because of what they've seen. So Haman was dead, but the decree was still alive. Even though it was erroneous, even though it was wrong, even though it was manipulative, it was wrong, it still was alive. And all the people in the provinces, all of the 127 provinces from Asia to Africa had the right to kill anybody they could identify as a Jew. So listen to me right now because this right here, the king said, you know, after Haman's body <laughs> hanging from the gallows, the king said, Esther, is there anything else? Now she got to go all the way. She can't just get rid of her present enemy right there in the court. She got to get rid of the enemy for all her people. Is there anything else? And he said, she, he's, she said, uh, 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 sir, uh, there was an edict which you signed. Lord, have mercy. You, she's spending that favor, isn't she? she? There's an edict that you sign that gives all of our people, puts all of our people in jeopardy, their lives in jeopardy. For they have, been, they have been given license to kill and pillage and take the property of anybody who's a Jew. The king, please hear this, because this is, this is what makes, this may make me tremble. I believe this is what God is saying. So you, I see you know what the threat is. I've already given my edict. But you write a new one. And I'll sign it. What? Yeah, you write a, a new, you write a new law. And here come Mordecai. Did you, did you call? You need somebody to write for you? Oh, 
Oh, it's so good. Because you know the king had just elevated Mordecai. And Mordecai was standing there. He said, King, I can help you with that. Well, good. Mordecai, sit on down right here and write a new decree. And Mordecai, you should read it. It is the masterful. Some of y'all need to go into politics. Some of y'all need to go into law. It's masterful. She, he writes, he explains the situation, and he, he, he doesn't make the king look bad. He even says in this new decree that the king signed it by through erroneous information. And now, here's what you can do. Every Jew has the right to take up arms and defend themselves against all those who would come to kill them. And pillage their property and he told all the people that first thing that went out it wasn't right you know it's, this sounds like what need to happen in our government right now are you understand because some stuff that's been released is absolutely crazy she took that intercessory position and Mordecai herself made sure it was plain. They sent that thing out to 127 provinces from Asia to Africa. And everybody saw what the law was. Every Jew said, hey, you got your sword? Yeah, I got my sword. Hey, you got your, three, you got your 357 Magnum? I got my 357 Magnum. Hey, you, you, you got your AK-47? I got my AK-47. Hey, you got your, 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 your M-60? I got my M-16 with the sniper rifle, the sniper on it. I wish they would come up in here. I wish they would come up in here. You, you got, I, got my, I, got, I got my bow and arrow. What you got? I got my ax. Get your stuff. Strap yourself up and get ready. Y'all not hearing me. The people of God, and by the way, the people of God today, you know, when we talk about weapons, you know, they go, I can't go there. Anyway, but what I want, but what I want to say, our warfare is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. Say, arm yourself. It's amazing how the devil gets scared when you say, come on. Everybody was strapped up, ready to go. When that day came, they're like, you should read it. They killed at least 500 people. <laughs> it, they didn't go after them. They defended themselves. You should read the account of the numbers of souls they took. And the king made an edict from now on. And, and his, his new edict protected the people. In fact, Mordecai the Jew was raised to the number one advisory position to the king in all the provinces. So what you thought was a story about Esther was really a story about Mordecai. Okay, what you gonna do? Well, I'm gonna take communion with you. Why? Well, because I need you to write your own decree. I need you to take serious the promise of God. Some of you, the only thing that's keeping back the mighty change of God is you will not make that proclamation out of your mouth to what, to what God says. You're still shy. You're still waiting for God to do everything. I told you before, he ain't going to do everything. Some things he's leaving to you. And this intercessory position that I'm talking about right now, God is leaving to you. Some of you are going to have to make out of your mouth, say what God says over those children. Say what God says over that man who doesn't want to serve God. Say what God says over that woman who doesn't know what she want to do. Say what God says in the midst of that public situation where you work and where you're having difficulty and where the showdown is, is coming. Say what God says. Write your decree and then decree it. Why? Because God makes sure it's what God says. Lord, have mercy. Okay. <clears throat> Did I lose him? You know, we, we, I've been talking for the last few days. Uh, Sunday's about, some of y'all don't, some of y'all don't, you, you don't even have a, you don't even have a devotional life anymore. And one of the reasons for your devotional life is so you can write the decrees that the Lord has promised you so he can bring them to pass. Make those decrees. My children will rise up and serve the Lord. 
make the decree. They, they, the power of the enemy is broken over their lives. They no longer have to serve and to name the sins and repent from the sins because your kids ain't doing nothing but what you did, right? So repent from those sins and begin to proclaim. Make the proclamation in agreement. Watch God turn that situation. Tap your neighbors. You got to write that decree. You got to write that decree. You don't like where it is right now? Go to the word of God and find out how you want it. What he says it should be. Tap your neighbor and say, you got power. <laughs> say, you got power. Because you got favor. If you have favor, only if you don't have favor, it's only because of the way you live. You go to the scripture, look up favor, and you'll see, just, I'll tell you what, just look up favor in the book of Proverbs, and it will tell you the, the prerequisite to getting it, and why you don't have it, and how you get it. When you come to the table today, when the table comes to you, I want you to deal with that thing. I want, you, I want us to deal with that thing as a church today, that thing that keeps us from being in full favor of the Lord and God, the heaven, the angels standing by. I wish you would make a decree. I, I'm ready. Please say it so I can get this done. Some of you don't understand that, that picture from heaven. But the angels that have been assigned for the body of Christ to run and do the will of God who cannot and will not until you open your mouth and say what Almighty God says. God has, he has chosen that to be the way he works with us. Can you imagine the warring angels? For all eternity, Tim, for all eternity, all they've been doing is waiting to war. Can you imagine your assigned angels who are there to serve those who receive salvation? And what is it that releases them? The words out of your mouth. They have to be backed up with the truth. That's why when you turn, when you repent, when you shut your mouth from criticizing, lying, and complaining, when you stop that, when you repent from that, then God listens to your words that will bring about what he wants. When you stop backbiting and, and talking about folk behind their back, when you decide that the words out of my mouth are going to be consistent with the life I live in my heart, and God calls that integrity. And he responds to that. You know what he said? Ask me what you want. What you want? Can you imagine God the Father saying, what y'all want? Now he knows what he wants. And he knows that if you knew what he want, wanted, you want it too. So he said, what you want? Just God could do it, but he said, I'm not doing it until you ask for it. Until you measured everything that I've, I've required of you to have it. And when you do. So I'm asking, who got the courage? to come before the king. Who got the courage to make your divine decree? Who's got the courage to put yourself in a position where you can see? Oh God, oh God. You know, if you hear this word, the way I'm trying to give it to you, it'll put the fear of God on you. Because you're going to be held responsible for these words spoken to you. So I want you to bow your heads where you sit. I told you last week, I'll tell you again this week. I want to praise God for every one of you that decide you're never going to church another day in your life. I want to praise God for you that have decided, I, I'm done, I'm finished, I'm through. I ain't going to church, nah, another day. And those same people that say, but I will respond to Father God and I will gather together with my brothers and my sisters as the ecclesia. When you see it from heaven's perspective, it's totally different. When you go to church, you're going to church for somebody else. When you, when you gather as his ecclesia, you're doing it for each other and for Father God to know what is it that I need to do 
This transformation has to happen. If we're going to be in the middle of what God is doing right now, we have to make this transition. Those of you that have your heads bowed, I pray for you in the name of Jesus that God give you the courage to make the personal changes that he requires to enter into the, the position and season of fasting to receive the words of heaven's decree the words of his promise that are spoken from heaven with, with the thing which God's will is infused in those words so when you speak those words when you do you release the will of God that time has come May heaven, may heaven rest upon you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus and may his favor be mightily upon your life as you choose to live this way. Not just for a season, but this is the way we live. And may you be faithful to report every mighty turnaround by the hand of God. Every turnaround. May you live to proclaim and declare it. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. So the Lord gathered his disciples around him because he realized this is it. This is it. Everything, every, this moment is, is about everything I've gone through and everything that I'm about to go through. So I want you to gather together with me as you've done in times past, he said to his disciples, and I want you to eat this meal with me because he was, he was prophesying to them, this is my blood shed. This is the cup. This is my body that's broken for you. This is my blood that is shed. This is the cup of the new covenant. Whenever you come together, prophesy about what God's going to do. Because he was telling them, I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you why I really came. Whoever does this remembers me and, and remembers me until I come. I love this word, remember. Uh, actually, the word really is remember. It's like reassembling back together what you forgot. If you could, put, if you could look at it. Remember is, is, is the opposite of dismember. Get it? Your mind calls, oh, you re remember, oh God, this is, this is my assignment. This is my CPA. And I'm not alone. We, we take this together. If I had my way, I'd, I'd have this, uh, this auditorium would be in a, more of a, like a half circle so we could actually see each other and not. And, and we won't do it today because of our time, but, but we, uh, we, we're going to go back to the way we were demonstrating communion because of time we won't do it today but I, if I had my way it's like face to face when I, when I drink this with you when I take this with the, the Middle East tradition of eating a meal together was a serious thing if I eat a meal with you I can never be your enemy the most dastardly thing I could ever do is eat a meal with you and turn my back on you it's dastardly that culture Jesus took that part of the culture and the kingdom of God demonstrates that in an amazing way. That's why when Judas was sitting there right there at the table and he got up and left and did his thing, right? How, that's how evil it was. We eat this together. Um, it's not just me because we, we just ask two, four, me and my four and no more. That's kind of where, where the church has been. But it's changing now because it's us together. So I want those servers to come and what a privilege to be able to serve. To be able to serve one another. Jesus took the cup and he blessed the cup. He took the bread. He blessed the bread. And he, he said things like, this is my... Do it both? This is, my, this is my blood, which is shed for many. This is my body, which is broken. Remember, you can't get the blood until you break the body. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. 
And as you receive this cup, and I'm trusting the Lord that this will be the last time for a long time that you have to peel that little plastic thing off the top. There's a little loaf, a little loafer, a little wafer in there. If you are a believer, you're part of his body, you're born again, you love the Lord, then you take that wafer it's a, and then you peel one more time and it exposes the, the substance, the, the liquid. And the Lord, he, here's the way he, 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 does, he did it. He said, he said, Father, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. And every time they drink this together, they remember me. I come back together again. This is the bread. This bread is my body, which is broken for you. Though Esther stood alone in the court of the king, she was not alone for those who knew her were with her in spirit and in prayer. Today, the church, God is, is, is giving us an, and is going to give the church an opportunity to stand before the magistrates and declare what is right. I promise me it's, it's coming for some, it's already here. I said it to say you're not alone. 